Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmiths Fans and me, Robert. With me, Pete. Yes, no mm. Moses today, but it is not The Rock and The Rock Star. No, it's not just The Rock and The Rock Star. We have a very special guest. Say hello to Andrea. Hi, guys. It's Andrea. <laughs> Welcome back, Andrea. Glad to have you back on the furnace. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, you know what? Early recording session today, so energy levels might be low, but we're still going to come with that fire. <clears throat> <laughs> At least A for effort there, I guess. Yes. Uh, who's going to be in the hot seat today? Who wants to be in the hot seat? Who's ready for the flames? The both of you are always. Sorry? The both of you are always ready for the hot seat, I feel. Okay, then you be in the hot seat then. Andrea. Oh, was that to me? Andrea. Yes, Andrea. Yes. <laughs> if if, if we're ready, it. we need to get you ready too. How about that? I wasn't ready. Okay, put me in the hot seat because I was listening to one episode and I know that you can pass. So, (laughs) (laughs) I think it was me that passed. (laughs) Yeah, it was. All right. Okay. Um, I've got I've got a question for you, Drea. Um, Denzel Washington once said, "If you watch the news, you'll be misinformed. If you." don't watch the news you'll be uninformed in terms of that and i do agree with that um with that quote how would you how should people get information about what's going on in your opinion um i think i think watch the news but then watch different kinds of news and then interpret it and discuss it i think i think that's the way you can be best informed because like there's misinformed uninformed but then you can be best informed um when you spread out where you get the news from okay. and, inter- yeah. and and follow-up question is it necessary for a christian to be best informed if this world is just passing and you know all things are temporary until christ comes i think so I think so, but then it shouldn't be something that leads our life more than scripture. It should just be something that we check to be like, okay, yeah, that's happening in scripture. So it's it goes side by side. I don't think it's the thing that directs our life. But if we absolutely do not watch the news, we won't be able to see the prophecies that are coming um, to pass except through what people send in whatsapp messages and youtube <laughs> shout um, out to youtube 
<laughs> we know some of those WhatsApp messages can be uh, interesting. Honestly, everyone's a prophet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I okay. think Christians watch the news. I don't think they should be obsessive about it, mm. but they should watch just enough. Um, but more Bible and more prayer. Yeah, again, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think it's a similar situation that caused uh, Jesus to grieve over Israel when they couldn't recognize what was happening. And it's not the same thing because, mm-hmm. you know, they, they didn't have the news per se, but they should have been aware of what's going on and see how Christ fulfilled all of the prophecies that they had um, been promised. And so in a similar fashion, you know, we had to watch and, and be be um, be diligent. Uh, you know, mm. if, if Christ is to come like a thief, you know, it's only those that are um, watching that will catch him, uh, you know, for turn of phrase. So, yeah, no, mm. I agree. I agree. I'm happy with that. That's good. Oh, all right. My question for you, Andrea. Uh, I'm scared. No, it's just, it's just <laughs> a, a, a little morality question. A little bit. Um so we were, I think we were discussing this a tiny bit yesterday, but mm. um, why was Elisha justified in killing those children with the bear? And um, how do you know? And, and like when something like that happens, how, how can we know whether it is a abuse of the power God has given us or? if we're free to just do what you want with the power. Because, like, I, I remember when the disciples were ready to rain down fire um, on, on, the, on the people, and Jesus was like, chill, chill, chill. Mm. I don't know if it was, like, an abuse of power. I feel like I need to refresh um, my memory of that story. But so the children were... So the, the children were like laughing at him, I'm calling him um, bold and stuff. Mm. And he said, Yo, Bez, it's time to ride out. And oh, then... so did he call for the bears to yes. go for the children? Yes. Oh, so it wasn't a thing where the Lord was like, Oh, you're disrespecting my servant. Bears, go for him. No, 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 no. He called the bears. Okay. I think he used his authority. Uh, it wasn't an instruction from God. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I think lots of people were just using their authority. Uh, then. Whether it's right we... or wrong, wouldn't do it today. <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, and so just, and, and, and the, the follow up part about the disciples. So if they had rained down fire, would that have been? Um, a abuse of their power. Um, oh, when Jesus was being taken. What, what was it when you? No, I think there were there were um, there were some people in the village who were being like disrespectful. And they were like, "Oh, we should rain down fire on, on, on these people." Um, Do you remember that? No. Uh, I think, especially if we're talking New Testament, I don't think. That would have been a loving thing to do. I'm sure they would have loved to do it. I mean, who wouldn't? But 
Okay, yeah, so, so 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 it says in Luke 9, they the, the people didn't welcome um Jesus into the village. And so he asked them, and so the disciples asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and destroy them? <laughs> Whoa, Jesus had fans. I'm joking. Um I mean, if Jesus said yes, then would it have been just? Just so, because Jesus is just. Mm. Cool. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so I, I think, like, it's reminiscent to me of Uzzah, or Uz, yeah, the guy that reached out to sort of steady the ark when um. I think they were bringing it to David. Yeah, they were bringing it to David's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it stumbled and he reached out to and then, you know, steady it. And then God's anger flashed her and, and killed him right there and then. In that <clears throat> God's holy anointed is not to be, like, disrespected, you know. And, and I think there's those elements of the lamb of God and God being kind and just and, and loving but then there's also those elements of God being um, a fearful God, you know, and a God that created the universe, a God that's all-powerful and a God that should be treated as such. So when you look at Elisha and they're mocking him, having taken on the mantle of Elijah and double-fold, um, if you will, it's almost like for that to go on... Un, uh, unaddressed, yeah, is is almost like it, it's not it's not to it's not it's not in security of of the power of the position, but I think it rather just goes to show you don't mess around with with God's people. There's also um, interpretations of that that suggest it wasn't little children because of the words used, the original words used, um, and that it could be a reference to immature mm. men. Mm-hmm. Um, or not men, but immature people um, mm. mocking him in similar fashion and also maybe to some extent threatening violence against him. So there's all those, there's all that to also consider. Um, but I think the reason it differs from the, um, the, uh, the disciples calling down fire was... The, that was the whole point of Christ's ministry was to be the sacrificial lamb taking away the people's sin. And so then to punish them for their sin is almost defeating the purpose of, of mm. for why he came. And so I think that's the main difference. Back then, you know, they had to do the lamb. They had to do the sacrifice to point to Christ. And so when they're not doing that, then they're like, okay, we'll take our sin upon our own heads. And bears came to do that for them. But in Christ, he was a sacrificial lamb. And so it's like, well, no, let's not call fire down on them because fire is going to come down on me so that they can be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Cool. Yeah. Jolly good. Jolly good. Jolly good. Well done, Andrea. Well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fam, you did all right. <laughs> Before seven o'clock in the morning in the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> it's a good way to start the day. Oh, <laughs> Okay, 
Um, so today I wanted to talk about, I feel like I've been talking about this forever. That's but like off camera, never on camera. Nepotism. And it, is it, is it really as bad as people say it is? Um, I was having a conversation with a work colleague, um, a couple of weeks back actually. And we were talking about how, um, you know, in like white cultures or like Asian cultures, like Jewish cultures, you know, it's just a thing to be able to, to like put your friends and family on. Mm. And, you know, that's, uh, and that's how, you, that's how you're able to keep the wealth in your community. Mm. You know, if, if, if you have, if, if you have an opportunity, um, you, you, you can like give it out to your friend or your, or your son or your daughter or, or whatever um because you know you you did the hard work and now you want them to reap the fruit of that uh but it seems like in like lower class um societies um it's almost seen, seen as like a bad thing and like if you don't work and like graft from like the very bottom then it's seen as like you, you'd, you'd be spoiled if something was just handed to you that you've already um, created. So, like, I just wanted to talk about that, um, that that idea about, you know, wanting to create a legacy to pass down to your children and stuff, but also wanting them to understand the value of of hard work and grafting. Mm. It's interesting because you mentioned like Asian cultures and Jewish cultures. And despite, you know, they're putting one another on, like, if a, if you have an Asian KFC manager, before long, everyone working in the SK Asian, like, I'm not even being racist. I've it's just true. noticed that. I've it's just true. noticed that. And Subway too. <laughs> and Boots. And Subway too. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, what I notice is in those cultures, hard work is very much a part of their culture as well. And so mm. you're bringing, you end up bringing in your own but they also end up being very hardworking. I, I actually would have looked at it from a different point of view just because I've lived in Ghana for a bit and not to not to crap on Africans and, and stuff, but I've noticed in Ghana, especially like some of the traditional ideas, like we, we've got, so in Ghana, there's like um, part of the culture in the Akan area is that you inherit from your uncle you don't inherit from your parents, you inherit from your uncle. Okay. And there's a very, like, there's there's a very bad trend of people not working hard for themselves because they know they've got a rich uncle that they'll inherit from. And that's like a trend. Like, it's like, you know when something becomes uh, like an idiom or like a, a wise saying that, you know, it's, it's so common, we've forwarded it into this idiom because it's such a common phenomenon is yeah oh he will inherit from his uncle so it's fine and there's that that sort of mentality and so you find that unfortunately like like i said it's probably diverting a little bit from your point of view of the lower class but what i've noticed in african sort of uh circles uh, in Ghanaian circles at the very least where i lived is people that come through that end up being entitled and lazy and mm-hmm. they don't they don't they feel like they're just going to because there's that traditional thing they're just going to inherit riches from their uncle they don't do anything for themselves whereas i don't see that same 
mentality in those other cultures. So I think it's more, I think it's more cultural than anything. And hopefully, at least from that point of view in the African sort of space, we're getting to a better place where we are, we're recognizing the value of putting our own people on to keep the wealth in our own community, to keep the wealth in, um, uh, yeah, to benefit in us before it sort of leaves and stuff like that. Uh, Andrea, well, a slightly different question for you, I guess, would, um, I guess, be so you like you've got your own business. And mm-hmm. so do you, would you feel a way about people that, you know, putting you on because they know you or are you just happy to have the work knowing that you'd be sick at, at the job that you're doing? I'll be happy to have the work knowing that I'm sick at what I'm doing. Mm. And you don't feel like it's it's, it's almost like not like a hand me down, but you haven't been given it because you're sick. It's because of people just want to give you a bringing. Although I I see things as wherever I go, it's an opportunity to show how sick I am. Like so, the only the only time I won't go to a place is if I've been invited under disrespect or and even that because it's me that shines it's not the request that shines Mm. so even if I don't know that someone really famous asks me to come and do a job for them like in my head I'm going to be like I'm going to be the sickest person but if it's the lowest of the lowest that asks me to come and do the job I'd still go and be the sickest so Mm. it doesn't matter how I got it it's just when I'm there, how can I be the best and what opportunities can branch from that? I'll give you an example that's maybe, I hope it's not offensive or anything, but... No, make it offensive, make it offensive. Well, no, I hope I don't offend Drea. <laughs> so when I first heard that Drea does the mobile therapy thing, uh, like massages and stuff like that, it's not something I would normally do. It's, I wouldn't. I still haven't had a massage. Well, I've had a you massage once. That. Well, I've had a massage once. I need to. I need to got me a massage once from another place. But when it came time for me to thinking of getting her a massage, instead of going to that other place. I got Drea because I know that she does it. Like, I hadn't experienced it before. I hadn't done anything. It was just, oh, Drea does it. I'm going to go for Drea instead of going to this other place where some Russian woman that was trying to give me a massage that couldn't do anything. I was just like, she, I could see she was trying, but she wasn't getting deep in the tissue or anything. (laughs) So it was just like, no, Drea does it. Why not? And so in that regard, maybe it wasn't because... I've read the most reviews or anything. It was just I know my friend does it. I'm gonna I'm gonna call her instead. But the reason why I kept calling, well, I called her again. I say I kept calling. I called her again, and next time I will be calling Dre again. Is because when she came, she was the sickest, and it was such a good experience, and it was such a good, um, it was such a good service that it was like, oh yeah, no, next time, and. I'm also going to tell everyone about it and try and get her as much business as I can because she is the sickest at, at it. And so that's the thing is, like, I think if, if, if people, whatever the reason for you 
gaining an opportunity, that's fine. But then when you go, I think your 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 work ethic, your <laughs> delivering is what will keep bringing people, and also yeah. what will get you more opportunities. Yeah, yeah. I think that's so true. Mm. But how do you know when someone is worth taking the risk on to give them an opportunity? Well, that's where I think like that's where I think we we should we should do more of that just because um it's it, i i see i see it as we should keep like someone explained the the whole idea of keeping the wealth in the community mm-hmm. is if you know if i live near you and and you live near drea and i purchase something from you that money comes to you and it's able to benefit your family you purchase something from drea so to benefit her family and within our community we're benefiting each other before that money goes out to you know some other community and that's what a lot of these people do and so you've got a lot of asian communities and the money stays there develops them for much longer than it does us now so i think just by virtue of being in the community and wanting to benefit the community, supporting sort of local um, businesses, it's worth taking the risk just because we're all part of the same community. And Mm. in taking the risk on you, it benefits our community, which directly or indirectly will benefit me as well. So I think the risk should be taken because it's, we're all, we're all in the same community. However, I also think, again for that same reason you find a lot of african businesses don't succeed because we take that for granted like the worst example i'll give is in caribbean with, too in caribbean too and, well i don't know i can only speak about what i know so i mean have you been to a caribbean food shop <laughs> i think you made you made the analogy that the worst the uh customer service is the better the food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no so when it comes to like sewing sewing stuff like we we have a lot of traditional kente cloth and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's so hard to find someone to sew for you in this country because mm-hmm. the people that do just it's like they know they're in high demand and then they produce a really crap product like half the people I know end up just having to go back to Ghana or have someone bring something from Ghana yeah. because it's so hard to get someone to sew something here. And it's like if one person was to or actually so there are a few people that actually do it really well and they're able to spike their prices because they do really good work and they know that everyone else that's doing it is sort of not taking it as seriously. And so they will spike their prices up and they become really expensive, but it's because they do a really good job. And it's like stuff like that is why I think we 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 end up going outside for all of our stuff. But I think we sh- if we took it more seriously, it would benefit us, um, and then it'll benefit the whole community. Mm-hmm. And well, maybe a, a, another question towards Andrew more is mm-hmm. like, how do you how many chances would you give someone um, when you try and like put them on? Because you know you, you might say you might um, recommend someone, and they, they might be having a bad day the day that they went and gave a service. Uh, yeah. So 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 how many bad days can someone have before they get put on the blacklist? Mm. Um, is that me hiring someone, 
so so like you know how there'll be times when maybe you can't take on a client and, and so you might okay, recommend yeah. someone else in your place yeah yeah i think the traditional three because you would already know the standard that's required mm. so i think after the third time let's have a conversation what's actually happening are you actually qualified do you need more training because whether you're family or not it's not i'm not gonna be all nice I was in um, a training yesterday or a conversation yesterday with um, some leaders at work. And one of the things they said, they said that they want to change how their customer services is and um, customer relations. But that doesn't mean being nicer. It just means being clearer because we're already nice. We just need to be clear. And out of everything he said, I think that's one of the things I remember the most because it's true. Um, so I think even, yeah, being very clear what the standard is and after the third time be like, yo, what is actually happening? And I may give them another chance after that because maybe they're learning, maybe they're new into the field, but I may try and ensure that I'm going with them the next booking because you can't spell, spell the name of this, please. I think for me, like working yeah, um in the poetry company that I do, <laughs> I'm I'm like a one and done person. <laughs> mm. Um, just because I like I remember there was there was this one person um booked her for a for for for, for a gig, um because because like I know she's like a really good poet. Um, it was for like a hotel opening, and and they wanted the poet to come perform in one of the rooms. Four hours before the event starts, she 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 says she can't make it. Oh. I said, I said, huh? <laughs> no way. Yeah, and like I noticed that she has underlying like health issues as well. Mm. But it didn't stop me being annoyed, and so I I was able to find like a new poet, and she was great. Shout out to Rue. Um, but for me, like that experience made me see. Um, the, the original poet as like a liability. Oh gosh! Mm. <laughs> wow. Mm. Mm. And, and so I haven't booked that that poet since. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I think for me it's more so, it's more so how like you can have a bad day, but if you in having a bad day and and you know maybe your service isn't up to scratch that day. But you are still humble about it. You're still nice. You're still like even apologetic or like whatever. Like there's a way to have a bad day that means I'll give you another Ooh. chance, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um but I think much like yourself, like I am very much one and done. It's like if I if I go to a place and like the services like a barber, for instance, if I go to a barber's and instead of just cutting my hair, he's talking, he's not doing what he needs to do it takes me too long to cut my hair i'll sit there i won't complain i'll never come back and yeah that's, that's... yeah and it's like there's like so many other people that you can go to for the yeah. service yeah um yeah i don't think it's a bad thing i think maybe i should give it a second chance but at the same time there is so many sick people out there that you can go to yeah. um and it could it could even be people that have potential as well, and you think, oh, this might mm. be an opportunity. Yeah. 
to like get them to cut their teeth. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, poet. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so how how do you think you're gonna handle like? I, I, was, I, was, I was gonna oh, ask go something quickly. Yeah. So with with uh with a lot of companies wanting to fit the uh quota of being diverse and stuff, how do you guys feel about you know the idea of being the token black person and and stuff like that? Does that fall under the same remit? Would you take an opportunity if you felt like they were only hiring you because? They want to fill their black quarter. Mm. I think it depends on the opportunity and how much I need the money. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 what I was thinking. Because mm. like I mentioned earlier, it's it's not about how, it's just about going in there and being the sickest. Mm. If I'm respected or it's not being handled well, I'm going to voice my opinion in the most respectful way. But then <clears throat> if that's what they need and they're choosing me <laughs> however it's seen they're going to pay me and mm. I'm going to give what they want plus more um, and I think every company needs a token black person now so if I was to reject it I'm literally going against society no, I don't want to say I'm going against society but I'm just trying to stand up for something that's absolutely pointless <laughs> But that's just my opinion. Like, why are you doing the most? If someone is projecting that, but why? You need a job. You've got the skills. And you are possibly the only black voice that's going to be in that company. So why would you reject that for what? Because of riots or not even riots, what is it? I even forgot the thing that is called protest. Because mm. protest. Like, I understand people have their own thoughts but I don't know I guess I'm just not the one like no why would I be the token they should already have but they're changing now people are changing they have to anyway mm. so. yeah. and, I, and, and I think even in that you you can also go in there and be an agent of change come on and um, you are you being good at your job um, can make them, you know, have a change of perspective of their their hiring practices. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just always a bit wary when, but yeah, I, I'm a bit wary when they are trying to fill quotas. Um, because um, I remember there was one time um, um, some people were trying to recruit for um, a position. So I won't see the company. Um, so they had done everything like anonymously, but checked, but like kept a note of the people's races who, who were applying. And they had seen that maybe they were getting too many white applicants coming through um, <laughs> than, um, than they would like. So like it was, um, I think they, they, they did like a scoring system. And so it was like out of 20, they, they like took everyone who'd gotten like 16 and above. And so they're going through the interview process, um, picked the artist that they wanted, um, only to find out, oh, it's looking a bit Caucasian out in here. <laughs> and so they went back and looked at people who had just missed the cutoff mark, 
who are also black. So 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 they they're black, but but just miss out the um the cutoff for black being selected. And for me, I was like, uh, if they weren't, if they didn't meet the criteria of the points, then you know you had to you had to criteria. Why are you now within the goalposts? <laughs> but then, did that suggest that there weren't any black people that would have met that criteria uh, outside yeah. of? What do you um, mean? So you you said when they eventually finished the process, there were it was too Caucasian, and they had to go back. Why did they have to? Look, why did they have to prove the goalposts? Were there no black people that met the criteria? There were a few, but not enough, not enough. For, for 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 them to say, "Hey, we got we got some mm. some 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 ethnic people here." Mm. Mm. And then my and then my thing is like, when you do that, you and you let people in who weren't as good. There's also the chance that because they're not as good, they then become a bad representation of what um that mm. uh, um the ethnic group can be or can do. Mm. Mm. Um yeah, because they weren't letting completely on merits. There there are other factors to consider though, and I, I don't know the intricacies of this example that you gave. However, like there could also be argument for you know, the opportunities that people have had that have allowed them to hit that mark. For instance, like going to an Ivy League school or something like that. Those those things are, at least historically, accessible to a certain group of people, to a certain class of people. And so where, you know, maybe those things are, are being considered as the mark, I think not necessarily lowering the mark, but changing the criteria can give people that haven't had the opportunity like you know the inner city or urban demographic mm-hmm. you know they, they haven't had the opportunity to go to a Cambridge or a, a thing so taking the criteria to allow them in to give them an opportunity because they also have creativity and ideas that could benefit so I yeah I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit iffy on it because of the, the the sort of um, historical uh, divisions that occur by virtue of race and stuff like that. Not, I, I don't think those should prevent someone from gaining opportunities. We're not. I feel like I would agree with you more if this was twenty or thirty years ago. I think mm. now we're we're in a technology age where you can have access to, or you can get access to tools. You can you can get to better yourself very easily. You say that, you say that, but we recently saw um, with the pandemic that there were still a good amount of people that didn't have good connections to the internet. Like when the kids had to go home, there were still people that weren't able to do remote remote learning because they didn't have access to like a good laptop or they didn't have access to a strong internet connection. So you are right, but we also... I think we still, there are still like good amounts of people that don't have access to those tools. Poverty uh, is real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think there, there, there's a difference between kids who are being looked after by their parents not having access to things and fully grown adults. Um, because I, f- <laughs> I feel like if you really, really want something, you'll find a way to get it. It might be a I bit harsh. 
you, yeah, you, know, you say that, you say that, but some people's finding a way to get it, get them in prison because they really wanted to eat, so they had to go and rob someone. Well, so, sometimes, sometimes it really is by any means necessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, just, mm, mm. Um, yeah, and and you know what? If you had to steal, go and steal. If it means <laughs> feed your family, you know. If you're going well, to not, not steal for me. Oh yeah, don't, don't, don't steal for me. If you're going to go and steal Jordans, then <laughs> my friend, <laughs> you got bigger problems in life. <laughs> mm. Okay. Um, I once read somewhere. I, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, about Jackie Chan, and how he was planning to give all his riches away to like charity and stuff once he died, so that his his children would 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 have to learn about like you know hard work and you know making your own way mm. um um but again like going back to like the white and the asians you know once they build that wealth they'll like happily give it down mm. and stuff um so how do you guys think that or what do you guys think will be your method of passing down any wealth or assets that you've created or obtained without Spoiling your children in the process. Yeah, teaching them to fish instead of giving them fish. Instead of yeah. just giving them fish. So I'll still give them the fish. If I've mm-hmm. if I've acquired a lot of fish, and God willing, you know, by the time I'm ready to die, I've acquired a lot of fish. I'll give them the fish. But then also as the we're getting rods. there, I would have taught them to use the fishing rod. And so that's yeah. that's one thing that I think a lot of um like Caucasian families do really well. Like by the time you know they are in, um, they're in college or no, not college. By the time they're like in their first job, a lot of I, I've noticed a lot of like my white friends or stuff would would have started thinking about buying a house or buying a, buying um property, and you know they will probably inherit some property from great grandma who was the queen's friend. Um, but then they also <laughs> end up buying a lot of their own property as well and that sort of gets um taught to them and built into them i think and this is very subjective but you know where i'm sort of second generation i think because my parents were here i was born here is that no i'm first generation then isn't it no second generation Uh, second generation my parents came here to work to go back if that makes sense so their mentality was different their mentality was we're grafting here sending money back building houses in ghana and so we've got my my parents have you know a few houses in ghana but that's not and and i guess that their mentality was they can give that to me to my younger brothers and my younger sisters um when they when they pass but it's like we we've established ourselves here Mm. and so we're not even thinking about going back to Ghana we don't think of having property in Ghana we're like well we we need to get property here it's just that that wasn't the mentality that we grew up with and so I think it's uh, yeah I think yeah definitely you know stack up and 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 build your wealth and and build like a comfortable uh, a decent life for your kids but then I think also teach them to do that for themselves and so Mm -hmm. teach them about money as early as possible teach them about investment as early as possible teach them about like monetizing your creativity as much as possible um whilst you are growing up so that when they get there they've got all those tools in addition to the wealth and to the fish that you've got for them kid andrew 
That's good. I agree um, with that. I would absolutely um, pass down um, wealth, but my children are going to learn um, how to make money. And one thing that I was raised on, so my mum from early, she said that a woman must know her hand. And she said that from, I think, from when I was age six, seven. She said, a woman must know her hand. So I'm really good with my hand. Like, I can sew, I can cook, I can do hair, I do massages, I do all beauty stuff. So, so my, I myself, I know it's going to sound wild, but I myself, I'm a walking money machine. Like, it's, I can make Mm. money wherever I go. So I think if I encourage, like, I'll pass down wealth to the children, but I would like our children to have a skill, Mm. a skill, a talent that, as you mentioned, that they can monetize. Um, And their thoughts as well. I I think one thing that I wasn't um, raised with is the power of idea generation and that too can be um valuable Mm. Uh, like people are getting paid for their ideas so i think encouraging the children to think and not think any of their ideas are wild um so have mind power and hand power be able to do something but and the thought that come to mind was paying them for the little things that i see that they're good at so teaching them that if you do this you you your skill can make you money so even mm. if it's like a two pound by saying that oh mom look at this poem that i wrote like oh can you write me one about this and i'll pay you mm. like they'll be getting that concept from early. yeah yeah no uh it, and it's 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 the lemonade stand isn't it it's the oh you want to make lemonade oh why don't you sell it oh here you know i can put a lemonade stand up and make money and you know that's the quintessential like picture isn't it but we don't yeah. see that in we don't see that in 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 at least the sort of african households relocated to to uk because there's an yeah. element of risk isn't it there's an element of risk in saying yeah use your ideas and and try and monetize or even have the courage to try and monetize an idea it's like there's an element of risk there and if you it, it comes back to most most of our parents came here to go back and so why take the risk instead mm-hmm. you know i'll do a cleaning job because there's no risk there do a cleaning job i'll do care i'll do ridiculous hours and i'll go and build a house back in ghana and i'll go and retire there mm-hmm. and it's it's one way to go except unfortunately unfortunately for the kids that they had here, that's not the mentality that they have. They're like, well, this is yeah. home, you know, South London. But, bro, you know, they, they're, <laughs> yeah. then they're not thinking of going back home. They are home. Yeah. And so, and just to add to what you guys have been saying, mm-hmm. I think that's something that I think I might want to do as well is to expose my children to other people so that they can see how, how like, they have done things. Mm-hmm. And so they're not just restricted to what I think would be a good path for them to go down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Expose them to different paths and then allowing them to make 
an informed decision mm. because they've been, they've been able to look at the pros and the cons and like weigh things out and um, see what they could do. Mm. Yeah. And just in like encouraging them on like what they want to do as well. Mm. You know, back in the day, even still, like if you told your parent, oh, I want to be a YouTube star, I want to be a gamer. <laughs> mm. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Mm. Even being a footballer or something, you know, but it's true. but people can make it if mm. you know it, it takes a lot of hard work, a bit of luck, but you can make it. Um, and, and that's where if you've stacked up enough um, wealth, they've got that to to almost they've got that security almost to then be yeah. able to go and be creative and do whatever because they you know there's there's a little bit of um, mitigating that risk. Because you know, you've got you've got the the funds for them, sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. It wasn't that Kevin Kevin Hart had a similar. Well, when I read Kevin Hart's biography, oh yeah, um, he mentioned his mom was paying his rent for a decent amount of time. I think it was a, for a whole year or something. When he was like, I, I want to be a comedian, and I was like, you know, she she like you said, it was like, what do you want to do? What what do you want to? creatively monetize and stuff like that and it's like well i'll support you and i can support you um and now he's like you know super millionaire so there you go and you know for some parents supporting you means you're going to get a second job to be able to to be able to pay pay your way forward yeah yeah um final question but just just like a final quick thought before you wrap up um so if we're talking about this idea of like building off the back of what the people before us have done um why isn't the church as better than what came before it in terms of teaching in terms of like people's ability to know how to study the word and stuff oh i will push back hard on that okay yeah and I think, and I think biblically so, because I think um, the Bible says in I can't remember where, and I really should find it. But in the last days, knowledge shall increase, and mm-hmm. so you're having people have much Daniel. clearer. Uh, is it is it Daniel? Yeah. You're having people have much clearer um, revelation of what the Bible is saying, and using technology to look at the original words. I mean, we just talked about Elisha and how it might not actually be young children by virtue of the Hebrew words that were used and understanding that despite the Bible being an ancient text that by God's power is relevant today, it is still an ancient text. And so we're able to read it in ancient context. I think we are, I think we are much better at, or we are much better positioned at like studying and teaching and diving into his word. Um, but I guess maybe the the counter is the devil's also had this time to improve his distractions and mm. uh, his false teachings, and so there's you know he's improved in that in that respect as well. So when I talk, talk improve, I think I'm, I, I talk more of so if you were to compare church as it was today to maybe let's say the original church in Acts. Would you say that we are we have a better ground grounding in the word and biblical stuff than they do? Okay. Um 
Andrew, feel free to jump in too. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, just I'm just thinking. Um, okay, so when the church started in the Book of Acts, it just started, and anything that is new is going to be following the way that they're told the newness and the excitement. And I say that not to say that that's not still happening today. I think churches, the denominations, and everything. They've all branched out. It's all become different. Everyone's doing things in different ways. But I personally believe there are still churches today that are working, should I say working their hardest by the grace supplied to them. Oh, hi, Zara. Um, <laughs> oh, that's okay. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, there's still churches today that are working hard to be that church, the one that loves and are known by their love and that share in the things that they have with one another, however they do it. But there's churches that are doing it. Um, but we, yeah, I can't, I, I can't put them all in, in the same soup because there are churches that are doing it properly. Um, and it will be difficult to, quantify literally will be difficult to quantify who is doing it and who isn't doing it but I am sure because the bible is still available to us that is still happening um yeah is it is it better I don't know I don't know because when I look at the scriptures the way that Paul went to go speak to the Galatians and the rebuke he had for the Corinthians and things like that these things are still happening today um mm. yeah so i don't i don't i don't think i think it's just different and yeah. considering we're close to the end time um lawlessness is abounding um lots of false prophets are about but people are still doing church right people are doing church wrong mm. yeah I, th- I think i i completely agree with that it's it's different it's very different like not only is it um is it different from uh, just a technological point of view, but also like just globally, you know, they, the, the, the early church were literally the churches in various locations. Um, but now, you know, we're an international body where, you know, all over the globe. And so, yeah, things are different. And I think, yeah, Andrea put it perfectly. People are, there are people doing church rights. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just it's just different. Yeah. All right, cool. We hear more ones. Like, we hear more about the bad ones. That's what we hear more. So it just may seem that there's more bad or there's more an, of an incorrect um, execution of church. But I believe, because, what is it, in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. So it's it's still being done right. We just don't hear of it enough. Jolly good. Well, I think that'll be a nice place to round up. Thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I have a quick, I have a quick question for Peter before we round up. Let's go. I was very curious um, to know what drew you to reading Kevin Hart's autobiography. 
or wild veal whatever it was like why kevin hart i'm so curious and like are you a fan or no so i i i read a lot of um I, like I just I like I've started to not started to I liked reading biographies so um for, for a phase I was reading a lot of maybe black um black individuals biographies so um Kevin Hart Tiffany Haddish Barack Obama's um read, read a few of those well, I don't know if Barack Obama's one is a is a is a is a biography but yeah like it, it was just it was just a matter of wanting to just see people's stories and see how they sort of got where they are so good mm. okay so would would you recommend <clears throat> reading just anyone's biographies or would you what kind of biographies would you recommend someone read I think someone that does something for me it's someone that does something that you want to learn from um mm. I think it's worth seeing how they got there. So with Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, um, it was their storytelling ability and the the correlation between their lives and the stories they tell because I want to be a better poet. And mm. so that's something that I want to learn from. And so that's why I, I, I was reading theirs. Barack Obama, you know, I, I don't want to be president, but I want to be the kind of guy <laughs> that could be president sort of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that that's why I read his. Um, but yeah, it, I think people that have something you want to learn from, I, I think they make a good uh, a good read. Mm, that's good. Thanks yeah. for that. Mm, jolly good, jolly good. Thank you guys for take partaking in this early morning conversation. Mm. Um, hookups. Yeah. Um, can I go first? You can. So my hookup is a YouTube channel called Jeff Sue. Uh, he's a he's like a productivity type channel, uh, but loads of very very useful um, tips on how to use various productivity tools uh, like Google Keep, Notion, Google Calendar, uh, even LinkedIn. He's got good tips on there. So Jeff Sue is my hookup. Cool, Andrew. Um. I recently started a new Bible plan on Uversion, the Uversion app, and it's called It Is Written. Um, mm. and just really good, just getting back into the place to see in as God's words as the utmost authority. And um, yeah, the scriptures that I have that is followed by the devotional are really good for memorable verses. So, yeah. You version Bible plan. It is written. Could you could you share that with us as well, please? Um, just in if you share it to Bobby, he can share it in a group and stuff for the next. See, great. Um, since we're talking about biographies, um, this one wasn't really a biography. It was a little bit of biography, but um, Alex Ferguson's leading. So, for those who don't know, Alex Ferguson is one of, if not the uh, most successful um, football managers ever. He was the manager of uh, Manchester United. He won everything. Anything there was to win, he won it multiple times. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so um, he was just talking about his journey about, um, you know, coming into Manchester United, who weren't the best of teams. 
and turning them into the greatest team at the time ever. And like um, the changes that he made um, to the team, to the company, and just the part he played in that, it was really interesting to read or, or listen because I, I listened to it on, on, on Audible. So it's there too. But yeah, thank you guys for today. Thank you, Andrea, for coming down. Yeah, thanks, Andrea. If people were looking to to partake in your services, where could they find you? Um, They can find me at at when it matters underscore therapy on Instagram. Um, They can find me on Facebook too, but I'm mostly on Instagram. Um, And if they wanted to email an inquiry, it's info at when it matters therapy.com. Cool. Great. Thank you very much for coming down and filling the space that Moses left and feeling a lot better than he does. Much appreciated. <laughs> Moses, you were missed. <laughs> By who? <laughs> I was, was going to say, yeah. I, I don't know about that. But... Let's not guess him. Not that he's going to listen to this anyway. But <laughs> Let's round up. Um, shout out to Reed for the intro, outro music. Carmen Turner for the Audrey Amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the UK. You can find us on Instagram at TBS Furnace. You can email us at tbsfurnace.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Max Furnace, no apostrophe, on all good podcasts, websites, apps, including Spotify, iTunes, them things there. Blacks Furnace with an apostrophe. And that's it. Andrea, once again, thank you for coming down. Yeah, no problem. It's really great listening to you guys as well. Great. Wow, thank you. What's been your favourite episode listening to you so far? Do you know what? I am torn between. So I listen to For the Culture, but the there's culture. a recent one that I listen to. Let me actually remind myself of the title. Um, and I thought, wow, okay. But whenever I wanted to ask, is it? Yeah, I think it was Holy Unjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Holy Unjust one. That was pepperish. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but um, yeah, for oh, the yeah. And you. So we're going to go. We're going to go and we can get into it. So this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah. <laughs>